there, and welcome to Everyday Awesome, a podcast featuring dynamic discussions with interesting, innovative, and inspiring people from all walks of life. I'm your host, Trisha G, and I'm excited and grateful you are here. I was that kid who pretended to interview people using a paper towel tube microphone, and I had a great time doing that. And today I'm having an even better time taking that playful reporter style passion to a real mic to bring you fun and enlightened conversations with amazing people doing awesome things. People who are game changers, inspiring themselves and others, never letting adversity stop them, impacting the world around them, and having a blast on the journey of this thing that we all call life. You may be wondering why listen to this podcast and who the heck is Trisha G? (laughs) Well, I love learning and connecting and my background as a teacher, therapist, endurance cyclist, coach, and nonprofit leader have guided me to create this podcast for you. In each episode, my guests will be sharing nuggets of successful strategies, tips, and inspiration to lift your spirits, ignite your soul, and elevate your day. Stick around, hit play, and together, let's make every day awesome. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Awesome. I'm your host, Trisha G, and I am happy and very honored that you hit play today and that you chose to be here with me. Today in my fourth podcast episode with a real live person besides myself, (laughs) I have the honor and the true pleasure of spending time chatting with one of my awesome, amazing, and soulful friends, JoLynn Swafford. Welcome to Everyday Awesome, JoLynn. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. And I wish everybody could see your smile right now because when you say Everyday Awesome, because... (laughs) That just is like who you are. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. And I guess I picked the perfect name for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I, do, I love, and you have such a beautiful smile too. And I do, I light up and I love talking to people and especially people who have a message, who lift people up, who add a light to the world. I it just really, it lights me up. So that's part of why I have this huge smile on my face today is because I'm talking to you. (laughs) So for you listening, you are in for a treat today. JoLynn is a master coach, spiritual influencer, and online business and PR expert. She sounds like a Yoda, (laughs) guru of all many things. She is the founder of Beyond Brave Company, and she is so much more, a mother, a wife, a great friend, a mother to several dogs, it turns out, I just found out before I hit record, and a light to everyone who knows her. So you are guest number three for my little podcast that could, (laughs) is what I'm calling it. And I am grateful that you are sharing your wisdom, your story, and your time with me and our listeners. So this is going to be fun. I was thinking about, how did we meet? Do you remember how we met? I believe that we met online initially. That's what I'm doing. The Tony Robbins community and probably from UPW San Jose, maybe, or one of those events or Date with Destiny 2017. I can't. We, we were actually both there, but I don't know if I met you there or you if it was after. I think we might have already met through Ian there, out, oh. out in the lobby or somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so you knew yep. Ian. Yeah, you knew Ian at the event. Yes. 
And then I think we okay. just stayed connected online. And then we ran into each other again at a, another seminar for experts and influencers. And again, also with Ian as the central, you know, <laughs> he's like the peanut butter and jelly or something. But anyway, and we just bonded there and really got to know each other in person there. And that was super fun. Oh, it was yeah. super fun. Ian is a dear friend of ours who also will probably be a guest on my show very soon with everything that he is doing and bringing to the world. But one of the things that I love about Ian is he is a connector. Yes. He's like yeah. you know, part of a neuron and, you know, <laughs> it fires, and then it connects other neurons. And then you, you create these great uh, knowledge, memory experiences all from neurons firing and connecting. He's that. Yeah. He's yeah. a nucleus in that way. I'm a little bit of a brain nerd. So every now and then I toss something like that out there. That's all right. <laughs> You know, so having you on my show today, I made the decision to have you come on the show at this particular time. It's December 2020, right before the holiday, well, right in the middle of the holiday season, heading into a new year. And, you know, the holidays are a positive time for people in so many ways. There's a lot of joy and light and love and um, gratitude and giving during the holidays. So there's, there's a lot of positivity, a lot to be grateful for, right? There's also through the holidays, it, every year it brings up things for a lot of people. It can bring up past pain. It can bring up things that you're going through in life. It can bring up thinking of family members that you miss. And just the stress and overwhelm of life continues while you're also then planning and getting your gifts and thinking about the people you love and figuring out how to navigate all of that. Mm. And this year in particular, which uh, in many ways you know, I'll just say it's been kind of a shit show. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Oh, that's a great way to put it. That's, that's it. A shit show. <laughs> in fact, a friend of mine who I really adore and who's super talented, she made ornaments this year. She literally made them. And it says 2020 and it's a roll of little roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and <laughs> sums up 2020. Yeah, Not that and the us. poop emoji. <laughs> and because people were hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a double meaning ornament. But <laughs> So I just think that at this time of year and this year in particular, somebody like you is a great person for you, our listener, to be hearing from. To if you're in any way having any challenge through this time or you're lifted up, you're soulful, you're feeling joy and you want to spread that. Mm -hmm. Jolyn, you are the person for us. Oh. To talk to. So that's why I asked you to come on at this particular time and help lift us up, bring light yeah. and joy and, so, and more faith through these holidays. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that because I've made it my life's work for the last year, actually. I was in, I pray a lot every day, as you know, and I study the Bible sometimes, usually around three hours every single morning. I'm doing some type of Bible study just to get even more clarity on, you know, what does God want for us? And I've also studied joy and love across other belief systems. I like to call them belief systems instead of religions. So whether it's Buddhism or Muslim or Judaism, like we are all based on the same foundation of love and joy and the golden rule of treating others how you would like to be treated. 
And so that's one thing that we all have in common. That's the oneness. And I think that, and actually some of the most enlightened people on the ever to exist on the planet were not even Christian. They were believers of other belief systems. And so I think that you can experience enlightenment in any Anyway, so I will reference probably to my creator that I believe, you know, created the universe, but you guys just kind of translate it for whatever your belief system is. (laughs) That's the only thing I would say. (laughs) But, you know, right now, I think the most important thing that I would like to share with everyone is this concept of counting it all joy and kind of what that means. What does that mean? I think I understand. Yeah. Um, Before you go into that, I want to thank you for mentioning your faith, but then also acknowledging that there is an array of faiths and viewpoints and belief systems. And I think it makes a difference to go into this conversation, thinking about that and understanding that, that the common denominators of all of these belief systems really do come down to a level of faith and belief Mm -hmm. that there is something greater than ourselves. And even for some of my friends who talk a lot about being out in nature is where they feel that they are with a creator. Sure. Yeah. And so just being out, going on hikes, being in the ocean is where they find their spiritual path. It's about everything relating to these beliefs is about faith in something greater and how we treat ourselves and other living beings. It's, it really Mm -hmm. kind of centers around that with all faith. So I appreciate you mm-hmm. acknowledging that. And yeah, so what, and that's one of the things I love about you is that openness, acceptance of everyone. And now please do answer that question because I yeah. am very interested to hear your perspective on what that means to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it meant one thing to me and then now it really means another thing to me. Right. But you know, intellectually. So there's different ways that we can learn about new concepts, right? There's one that's, it's intellectual, meaning I know it. And then the second way is I know it and I feel it. And the way we process it is different. So when I first started studying joy, it was because I got this calling through my prayer that said, Jolyn, I want you to teach people how to experience joy. And I was really bewildered by it. I was like, huh? Like me? What? But I did it anyway. And I became the master of it. And I'm still mastering it as far as the intellectual piece. I read, I study various different contexts of it in the Bible. I study it in other religions. I study it in fiction. I study it in psychology, which psychology never talks about joy, by the way, because joy is something that is only delivered by your creator or by a higher system. Happiness is what psychologists talk about. I was just going to say that because I've done some studying on happiness and the research on that, which is fascinating. But I was kind of, you know, looking upwards because when you were saying that, I was thinking, huh, I'm trying to remember if I've come across the word joy in all of my studies. (laughs) No, you won't. Very interesting. Yeah, you won't because psychology is based on science and joy is supernatural. So so you can't. Yeah. So they're different concepts, right? So people ask me a lot, Jolyn, what's the difference between joy and happiness? And joy, I mean, happiness is what I I like to say. Happiness is a mile wide and an inch deep. (laughs) And joy is like a million miles wide and a million miles deep. Happiness is based on 
external circumstances and can be changed and taken away from you. Whereas joy is based on an inner peace that once it belongs to you, it's your birthright. It can never be taken away and you don't even choose joy. So a lot of times you'll see quotes that say, choose joy. Well, joy is your birthright. So the truth is you don't ever choose joy. You choose to protect your joy. Very different ideas, right? And so when I talk about counting it all as joy, that is that even if there's the, through the good, the bad, and the ugly, in the good times, in the trials, and the tribulations, you may not, since joy is not an emotion, right? It doesn't steal your joy because those are just external circumstances. Like I'm in debt, you know, external circumstances. I lost my job, external circumstance. That's just impacting your happiness temporarily. But, and again, happiness is temporary and joy is eternal. So, you know, so intellectually, the idea about joy and about this holiday season, for instance, is I know a lot of people are maybe not going to be able to see their loved ones. And, a lot of people have hospitalized loved ones and it's not going to feel very joyous, but you just have to remember that because joy is our birthright, we get to count even the, even the bad feelings as joy because it's all meant God will always turn it to good. Does that make sense? So, you know, and I feel like you know what's really interesting, and I haven't really said these words out loud too much, but I have a couple of really amazing coaches. Tim Story is one of them. He's one of the most booked motivational speakers in the world. And then another is my media coach, Paul Lambert. And he actually is the, was the creator of the Yugo campaign and the Pepsi Generation campaign. So he's amazing. And they both told me that when I got the calling to teach people about joy, that I was probably about to suffer. Ooh, not what you want to hear. Not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> what you're wanting to At all. I'm just like, no. Uh, and I'm like, and I thought, and I, I remember saying to them, I've already suffered, right? I've already been through it. I was raped when I was 14. I was gang raped when I was 14. I struggled with alcoholism. I lost my job in 2008, went unemployed for two years. I got a DWI. I went to jail. Like I've been filed bankruptcy. Like, yo, I've suffered. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe the calling came after the suffering. But when the calling's so big, some other things happen. And then Fast forward about eight months later, my dad passed away unexpectedly from COVID in August. And if that wasn't bad enough, then my mom passed away from a completely different thing in October, also unexpected. And then my ex-father-in-law passed away on Halloween. So, you know, (laughs) but I can still sit here today and tell you all in 100% authenticity, which Trisha knows Mm -hmm. that I I can still count that all as joy because God will turn that unfairness to good. You touched my heart and I've, you know, connected with you and been communicating with you and talking with you through the recent losses. And Mm -hmm. I've seen, literally seen your pain 
I've seen you crying. I've seen you express it. I've seen you. And what I am always struck by since the moment that I first had a real connection with you is your, your honesty, your intimacy, and the fact that you are coming on here with however many listeners are going to hear this over years and sharing such a true, honest experience of things that a lot of people hide from. A lot of people mm-hmm. hide from having been an alcoholic or having been to jail or going through bankruptcy. They may have navigated it, but they're not necessarily going to talk about it. They keep that to themselves. And one of the things that strikes me is that you take the pain that you've been through and the joy that you've discovered and you want to pay it forward. You want to help others to the point where, I mean, you just lost your parents August and October Mm -hmm. And then another family member, end of October. Mm -hmm. And you, right after that, launched into offering free courses for people, I think 10,000 people, Mm -hmm. a free course so that they can adapt to these changing times and to create their own online type of business that would support them. Because as you said in the announcement of this, that so many people have lost their jobs. So many people have gone through so much loss during COVID that we don't even hear a lot about in mainstream media. There's not a focus on that during this time, but we all know people who are going through it. And you take your challenges, your trauma, your pain, and you're helping lives. And the number of lives you're truly helping, Jolyn, you have no idea. No. Because you have no idea who you've touched, who's then going to help somebody else, who's then going to help somebody else. Yeah. It's profound. It's profound. I can see your eyes. You're like, wow. It, like, we hadn't quite realized the impact you are already having. No, <laughs> I just work really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you do, girl. I see you. I see you, and you. I'm sorry. I made you cry. But it's beautiful tears because it's tears of joy and giving, and also memory of people that we love that are always yeah. with us. And so, thank you so much for talking about this. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You are so beautiful. I wish <laughs> you could see, see us because we are on Zoom. And at some point, I'll probably have this on a YouTube channel. So yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. I, might I have think, you um, help me with that. you know, it's inter- <laughs> interesting what you talk about um, on. And I guess the advice I have is I sat in shame of those things for a long time. I mean, I didn't share. I didn't share about my see, I was gang raped when I was 14 and I didn't even share about it until I was 43, 45. I mean, to anyone. (laughs) And I used to carry around a lot of shame, but shame is a useless energy. And Mm -hmm. so the only way I, I tell people that if you have things that you're ashamed of, they will grow in the dark, just like mold needs the dark to grow. But when you expose it to light, it will die. The shame dies. So vulnerability is the cure to shame. And I think vulnerability with plus victory is powerful. I mean, that is life. That's where you can start changing other people's lives. But first you have to expose your shame to light and do that inner work that says, look, that isn't my identity. I'm not a rape victim. I'm not 
a person who can't manage finances. I'm not a person who got fired. I don't call those I am's. My I am's are I am a child of the most high king. You know, I am radiant. I am full of joy. I have been given gifts to share with the world. I am intelligent. I'm a good friend. I'm a good sister. You know, all those things. And so, but that's a journey, right? That didn't happen overnight. But I would have never gotten to where I am now had I not exposed that shame to light. Absolutely. Vulnerability is light. And it reminds me a lot of what Brene Brown talks about. Mm -hmm. And she has a really great podcast and, of course, her TED Talks. But I remember her story about she was going to be giving a presentation or she was going to give a TED Talk and it was something very specific. And on the airplane ride over, she changed her mind and gave a different talk. And the talk is the one that we've all seen and the one that was about vulnerability and shame and how she had, she was terrified to do it, but she was, it was almost a, probably a calling, right? For her to shift her topic from one thing to completely, this is what I have to talk about. And she had to embrace her own shame or fear around, okay, I talked about this topic And she got so much praise and it's now led into so many people can resonate with, Mm. we all know what it's like to feel shame. We all know what it's like to have that, that part of us that actually is sadly growing in the darkness. Yes. Because we know that we're in the darkness with it. And sometimes the bravery that it takes to come out and let that light in of vulnerability is terrifying. It almost feels can feel more terrifying than just staying hidden and Mm. staying in the darkness. And I think that hearing from people like yourself who have let the light in, who have faced those demons, who have, you know, it's like the vampire side of ourselves that just want to stay in our darkness by doing that and coming out to the other side, which is a journey, then it helps others to embrace that. And I think that in our world, particularly now, embracing our vulnerability and not embracing shame and working through it and letting it go. We, I think we need that to really support each other and come together as a community, as a country, and even yes. globally. Because we've and been I, through a lot of divisiveness and I think shame can have a lot to do with that. Yep. And I think those experience of shame and the experience of, of the things that we've been through or experienced in the past is what kind of brings us together. And so like, I see it as a gift that I had all of those experiences now. I mean, I went to jail and was chained to somebody in there for attempted murder. Like, Mm. you know, I mean, (laughs) it's like literally like Paul in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was literally, and, but you know, I'm still here. And I think that that allows me to have credibility and empathy for somebody who's been in that experience. Cause no one who's been to jail now can look at me and go, yeah, but you've never been to jail. You never experienced that. You've never been arrested. You've never gotten a DWI. You've never been raped. You've never lost your parents. You've never lost anything. I'm like, you know what? Bring it on. What else you got? Because I have experienced trials and tribulations and I just want to reiterate for so many of you listening that if you have been through, the reason why you count your trials and tribulations as joy is because it's only a sign that you were called to make a big impact in the world. And we live in a world of dark and light. 
whether we like it or not. We live in a human world and it, there's a dark energy and a light energy, regardless of your belief system. And so the greater the call, the more darkness will attack you. So if you're being attacked, then your perspective should be, wow, I'm being attacked. That means the light source needs me to do something. Because if you weren't a threat to the goodness and the greatness of light in the universe, you wouldn't be attacked at all. You'd just be neutral, right? So go find that. And I actually tell people who are neutral that they must need to think about their calling and start taking action towards it. Then they'll start getting attacked. And I'm sorry, that's going to happen. But isn't it better than neutrality and indifference? So that's why it's all joy, you know, because it's all meant for a greater purpose. It's only sad and scary when you put, go into yourself, like you said, and sit in the dark and, oh, woe is me, poor me. And trust me, I mean, I, I've watched a lot of Netflix between the death of my parents <laughs> and vegged out, but I kept hearing my mom's voice saying, get up, get up. Oh. And that's why I'm here because mm -hmm. I go lay down in bed because sometimes truthfully, I do just want to go lay down and I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. And I hear her voice, get up, let's go, let's go. And in her little Vietnamese accent. And so oh. this is how I honor her is by and my, both of my parents. I just got chills when you said that your mom said that we're saying those things to you. And I, I just firmly believe that we have much more to us than our bodies. I believe in soul. I believe in spirit. And I do believe that our loved ones will still stay in ways connected and communicating with us mm -hmm. and helping to guide us through. And I think that those bed days at, watching Netflix, I think are absolutely necessary <laughs> to yeah. get to that point where then you can get up and you can hear the voice and you can react to the voice. Because sometimes we have to lick our wounds and then we rise back up. And I think sometimes depending on how long does it take us to rise back up, are we going to take years, months, or will we take a period of time, lick our wounds and then say, okay, one of the greatest healers in life, I believe, and I know you as listeners believe this as well, is to give. When you help other people, mm -hmm. you heal yourself yeah. as well. It's one of the greatest healers. And you reminded me of something that Tony Robbins said, because I know that that's really Tony Robbins is the reason that I know you and you know <laughs> yeah. me and that we're even having this conversation. So Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. He has changed so many lives. And one of the things that you said reminded me of during his, it's either the Unleash the Power Within event or Date with Destiny. I've been to both and crewed those events. He commented on how being in the middle, so there's like a scale of one to 10 on quality of life, how you're living your life, embracing life, going after your dreams. At connecting with your soul. And he said that a five in the middle is actually the worst place to be because yes. you're either up to a 10 and you're on fire and you're going after it and you're embracing every emotion, experiencing everything, or you're the one where yes. you're really kind of hiding and you're lost and you're not, and you're miserable. But in the middle where you're, you're fine. You're like, I'm fine. Yes. Major either way is he said yeah. is really that middle ground. And you mentioned that, you know, the, for the people who are more neutral. Yeah. It's an, it's the place of um, neutrality. The energetic vibration of neutrality is 
pretty low. It's like on a scale of zero to 1000, it's still at like 200. So it's not even crossing the threshold of a higher vibration. And then, you know, I think that Ellie Wiesel in his book, oh, I um, love his book. Is, is beautiful. Uh, why am I blocking out on the name of the book? But anyway, we'll put it in the show notes for them. I'm going to write that down. You know, Ellie Wiesel is a Holocaust survivor and he writes that, you know, the only thing, you know, the worst thing on that on the planet is indifference and that the people who gave up and said, I just don't care anymore. I don't care if you die and I live. Those were the ones who did die because they didn't have any fight left in them. They were indifferent. And so, yeah, and neutrality is definitely, I see neutrality and indifference as if I were coaching someone who said, Joel and I just don't feel anything. I just am here. You know, I would encourage them to see that as an opportunity to grow and to serve outside of themselves. Because you can't be indifferent when you find that somebody else's life is more important than your own. and. That's how Elie Wiesel survived the Holocaust. He would take his bread, and even though that he was famished and starving and thinning and dying, he still gave his bread away. And that was his, he gave his life a meaning and a purpose, and that's how he survived. Even though physically he was dying, spiritually he was alive. And I would imagine he might have said that he was feeling a sense of joy. Yes. Even though one would not... I mean, I wouldn't, and the listener might not be thinking that that's what you'd hear him say. I know, right? And with your viewpoint on joy, I'm thinking about a lot of spiritual leaders and people who gave of themselves, they even gave their lives to impact the lives of others. And I would imagine that they would probably say that there is a level of joy that they felt Mm -hmm. through what they Mm -hmm. did. So joy doesn't mean a lack of suffering or a lack of challenge. Correct. Exactly. Joy is our birthright. And that's why we sing the song, joy to the world, you know, during Christmas, because in Christianity, the minute that Jesus decided to die on the cross or didn't decide, you know, he actually begged God to not make him do it. He begged. Um, But the second it started happening, you know, he put a smile on his face because his suffering, because he died for our sins and he died so that we can have joy as a birthright. It fundamentally changed the entire Bible. It put the old Christian out, out, went out. And then the new Christianity of forgiveness and grace and mercy and joy emerged Mm. simply by him dying on the cross. So I'll be honest, some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, woe is me. And then I go, wait a minute, you know, this guy named Jesus died on a cross for me, you know, several thousands of years ago. And I need to get it, not several thousand, 2000 years ago, I need to get it together. You know, I need to get it together. And I need, I have joy in me. It's my birthright. I just need to serve and sacrifice. Hmm, That's beautifully said. And really interesting for me to learn a little bit more about the Bible in that way. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, it reminds me of when I'm waking up and I have that woe is me day. Uh, and there's been more of those, I'd have to say, during COVID. Sure. And I might normally have experienced. I often think about my ancestors, my family members, 
who my Emma, you know, my family's from Iceland or one side of my family's from Iceland and my Emma immigrated here to be able to have a better life and to give my mom a better life. And I think about the sacrifices and the tribulations that my mom went through in, in raising us and making sure we had what we needed. And so I find myself thinking about the people who I know gave me the life that I have. And if I lay in bed and what was I waste that? If it exactly. Almost feels like, oh, it just feels disrespectful in some ways. And so some days that's what pulls me up. And some sure. days it's other things. Like today I was very excited when I woke up to talk to you <laughs> and to share your message with you, the listeners. That pulled me up today mm-hmm. for sure. And got me, I, I kind of popped out of bed excited. So mm-hmm. there we find our, our purpose in those days because no matter how great we think our life is, there are those days. Mm-hmm. I yeah. looked at... So Ellie Weasel, are you thinking of the book called Night? Yes, thank you. Okay, so it's Ellie Weasel, it's uh, E-L-I-E, and then W-I-E-S-E-L for you, the listener, in case you wanted to write that down. It's an incredible, incredible book, and it's called Night. Yes, it's beautiful. I've seen him in interviews in the past and just amazing. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And he and Oprah actually went back to Warsaw together and- she has a whole episode on it. It's just gives you chills, gives you chills, but it gives you chills. I, I'm getting chills talking about this. And I know Oprah is you and I shared this when we met Oprah is one of our mentors mm-hmm. and I know she's inspired you and helped to lift you up and, and give you this infusion of desire to help others. And you had the pleasure of meeting her. Yes, <laughs> I did. How was that? So I wonder, you know, these in these moments and for you, the listener, I'm sure you've had these experiences, but you'd also be interested to hear what it's like when you have a mentor that you think about, you dream about, you emulate in your life as much as you can in the positive ways, and then you meet them. So they're almost like this figure, you know, like, like a God, so to speak. They're, they're in <laughs> our head and they're elevated on, you know, we're lifting them up on the shelf and then we meet them and mm. their, their humanness. Yeah. And the same with Tony Robbins. I know you know him very well. Yes. And what's that like to connect with the people who've just inspired you and lifted you up? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I mean, it's a blessing. It's interesting, though, because part of my journey with Tony was understanding my worthiness. And I think that there was always a time when I didn't see myself like him or like Oprah. And I did look up to them, right? As having a higher status or being more anointed than I am, or or I don't know what, right? Mm -hmm. And part of the journey, like by the time I met Oprah, and I think I never met her until God said the time was right, because when I met her, I didn't feel like a fan. I felt like a peer because I had... I had joy to give her, you know what I mean? Like just, I've worked so hard on create on emptying myself out and filling it with God and the Holy spirit that I know when I show up for somebody, I can bless them. Like it's a, a blessing. So when I met her, it was funny because a lot of people in line before me were like telling, you know, ah, telling their stories, ah, hugging, you know, kind of craziness. And I could see that she was exhausted because she had just done an entire event on stage for 
like six hours. She had fallen on that day on stage and hurt herself. So she ended up doing the rest of the show barefoot because she tripped on her high heel. And like 10 minutes in, she had just one show left on her tour. You know, I could just, I knew she was exhausted. I mean, and so when I decided to see her and I actually had prayed for her and I was like, God, tell me, what do you want? Use me when I go meet Oprah. Like, I don't want to even show up as JoLynn. You use me and you tell me what to tell her for you, because this is a unique opportunity for her and for myself. And so I did, and I prayed about it, I prayed about it. And God said, I want you to tell her, good job, my faithful servant. And that's all I did. So Mm. when I got up there, well, first off, um, someone was ahead of me and they were pretty chatty and excited and they were (laughs) overextending their stay. That's okay. (laughs) But she was, you know, so she reached out and she, she reached out for my hand and she held my hand didn't look at me, just held my hand the entire time the other person was still talking. She was still acknowledging the other person, which was really beautiful. And then when she turned around, she looked at me, her head just went, (gasps) like literally she gasped and was just like, you're so beautiful. Mm. And she she wasn't referring just to JoLynn, right? Mm -hmm. She was referring to the light behind me. Absolutely. And I, you know, I thanked her for that. And I said, listen, I do have tons of stories and I have all the things I said, but I'm really just here to tell you, I prayed for you and God wanted me to tell you something. Mm. And she said, what? And I told her, and right as the words started coming out of my mouth, she also said them. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, divine moment. And she got a little verklempt and she just looked at me and said, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, it's oh, so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And we took our picture. Wow. And so that's why like in our picture, we look like peers. I don't look like I'm worshiping her. And I think that that's, I didn't want to show up and take from her after she had given to me and all these people for so mm-hmm. many hours. And so that's what I had prayed about. How can I give to her? I just want to give to her. And so, yeah, I think sometimes we don't get opportunities until we're spiritually prepared and mature enough to get them. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's even true with the, like your mentor said to you or your coaches that when we're ready, we're faced with some of the hardest tribulations that we're going to have. And when your soul is ready and can handle and what you're sharing with Oprah, Oh, it just made me want to cry as I could feel it. I could feel that moment, what that must've been like for the two of you to look at each other and recognize it's a soul recognition. It's a spirit recognition. Yes. It's not, I see your humanness. I mean, you are beautiful. I mean, I think you're a beautiful, stunning woman, but it really, I do see this light around you. And I have since the moment we ever first connected either over zoom in a group together or at when I shook your hand at date with destiny, if that's when it was, there's a light that comes from you. And I think there's a light that comes from people When from all of us, when we are truly in connection with our soul or, you Mm -hmm. know, Abraham's teachings of our, you know, our inner being, our inner guide. And that part of us that we know is our authenticity. And when you talk about we're born with joy, we're born with that right. It reminds me of how children 
when you see kids playing, when you are with children when they're very young, they're so in their authenticity if they've been allowed to just be who they are and they haven't had too much trauma or things happen very young. That's where you see that authentic joy and what is our right. Yes. And it's maintaining that and staying connected to joy and being able to tap it, Mm -hmm. tap into it, even when we're faced with, like you said, the external things that happen in our life. Mm -hmm. Experiences of, okay, well, money is external. Bankruptcy is external. Money is just energy that comes and goes. Yeah. Right. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. It's just a piece of paper. Bound by another piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very nice paper. I like, I like paper. <laughs> but it's, uh, and, and alcoholism is something that it's not who we are. Right. It's something that we are doing to cope with something that we either aren't looking at or is just extremely difficult at that time for us to face and to find our way through. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that for people who do struggle with addiction to really understand it's not who you are. Right. And I love when I can share and speak to people who have moved through that and who are on the other side who can say, here's my hand. You're not alone. Right. You're not alone going through this. And that's right. That's what I think that makes all the difference And I wanted to ask you, so we're talking about joy. We're talking about getting through trauma. What are some tangible steps, some action steps, even if there's a book that you know transformed you Mm -hmm. or something that you, the listener, can when you hit, you know, when this is done and you've hit stop and you're going about your day, what is it that you did or how you got through? Besides Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why you kind of have to... That's faith, right? The biggest shift, right, is believing in something that's bigger than yourself that is guiding the happenings of the universe and the galaxies, right? And so for me, that's God. Because the next step is to surrender. Because you can't experience joy. Remember, you're always a being of joy, But things like worry and anxiety, which is worrying about something that you don't know what you're worrying about, (laughs) is a thief of joy. And grief. So we're always, joy is always here. It's in Mm -hmm. us. There are just thieves of joy that grab our joy away. So by managing the thieves of joy, you protect your joy. And actually in the Bible, there's a whole section in Ephesians that talks about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God. And that is literally to protect your joy, the God, the gift that is left behind for us, right? And so you've got to protect your joy. You've got to fight the thieves, which are comparing yourself Ooh, I don't like to that other one. people. So envying what somebody else has. Um, not only does it steal your joy, but it also will push away that thing from you because that's not the vibration related to envy is no bueno. Like that doesn't get you anywhere. So also the people that you surround yourself with. So you want to surround yourself with people that increase your joy, that make you feel better, that Um, elevate yourself. And so that's why like I have no problem signing up for Tony Robbins, elite mastermind, platinum partners, right? Because it put me around people that elevated my joy. 
the other, and so then we talked about surrendering. So you got to let go of those things that you cannot control. And because the meaning of joy is knowing that there is comfort after the storm. So you can't try to control how big the waves are in the ocean and the storm and experience joy at the same time. You have to ride the wave and surrender that you can't control the size of the wave. You can't control your boat at the time. You can't do it and focus only on the things that you can change. And then I would say also one of the key things is going beyond brave, right? Yes, and, yes. and so, you know, initially I wanted to just be shout joy from the rooftops, you know, and say, come with me, experience joy. But I realized in my meditation and prayer that most of society, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you know, but let me touch on something real quick. There's something called a map, the maps of consciousness for people just now listening. And I'll tell you real quick what it is, but it's basically based on the premise that we are all beings of energy and vibration and aura and light and dark and whatever. So the lowest vibration is complete hopelessness and despair. Like I got, which is that Holocaust vibration. Like I give up, I got nothing, I'm out, you know, and it, and it transcends all the way up into enlightenment. And the lowest vibrations, like 20, like your heart's barely beating. And then the highest of enlightenment's like a thousand of vibration. Well, as you work your way up the scale, there's this place of courage in what I'm calling bravery. Mm-hmm. And only at bravery do you flip from a negative vibration to a higher vibration. That's the crossover. That's the bridge between low vibration and high vibration. Low energy, high energy, low emotion, high emotion is courage and bravery. And so 80% of the population of the world vibrates currently below courage. 50% of, of the citizens of the United States of America are below the vibration of courage. Well, and that would make sense right now, especially. Well, it's probably higher now because those statistics were previous prior to COVID. So it's probably more like Ninety uh, percent. And how how do they measure that? Where how do they know that? Where does that come through? From? They well through interviews and surveys about what their emotions are. Ah, okay. Right. So looking at, it, there are probably correlations between unemployment, poverty, poverty, and Absolutely. different things that can measure the overall emotion of the planet, if you will. Right. Absolutely. And how we feel is a reflection of so many things physiologically, what what we think, what our mm-hmm. thoughts are, how we perceive things, because mm-hmm. our emotions are often a direct reaction to our thoughts. Yeah. And our thoughts are a reaction to how we're perceiving. Yeah. How are we experiencing? So when you said very earlier in the podcast that you're finding joy in every experience finding mm-hmm. joy, regardless of what the experience is, that would be a way for us to shift our thinking, to shift the way we perceive something. So the perception yes. of loss, job loss, loss of a loved one, bankruptcy, if we can change the way we think, then we change the way we feel. We change the yes. way we feel, we change our vibration. We change our yep. vibration, we change everything around us. You change your results. 
and we impact other people in a very different way as yes. you're saying. So it's yes. um, powerful. Yeah. It's like, you got to stop focusing on the dysfunction in your life and focus on where you're going. So if you, your eyes are on this promise of joy, you will get joy. You will find a way to joy. If your eyes are on your dysfunction, why me? Woe is me. Why does this always happen to me? Then you will constantly manifest that same result. Right. And what we think we create. Exactly. And so that's why I created Beyond Brave is because the real shift in the world will happen when people go beyond bravery, right? I mean, to the next level. And what's on the other side of bravery is what is faith, right? It's believing in something you cannot see is what faith is. Bravery, actually, the root of the word bravery, the origin of it actually means wild savage. <laughs> Because the word brave means, the wild savage. <laughs> I'm a wild savage. So courage, the reason why, like, so as a thought leader in this space, I'm differentiating between courage and bravery. And so what I realize is Brene Brown does a great job taking us up to courage, right? But there's not a whole lot because she's a scientist that mm -hmm. can take us into the supernatural, which is where I want to take people to the supernatural, the beyond brave, the, the things that they cannot see yet. Uh, and the difference between courage and bravery is that courage still requires a little bit of a negotiation with your ego. You're still having a conversation. You're going, hey, you know what? I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> right? That's courage. <laughs> Taking action in spite of the possibility of failure or fear. Right? Mm -hmm. Bravery is wild savage. Bravery is doing something without fear. There's no negotiation. You just do it. Mm -hmm. And when you have faith, you don't have fear. So that's what I'm teaching. Why are we negotiating? Yeah. I think the world is stuck with negotiating with their ego. That's why the vibration hasn't changed. Oh, this is so well said. And talking about it in a way that I haven't thought about at this level. I uh, really appreciate this conversation and I appreciate your perspective and that you are t making it your life's work now. You worked in corporate very successfully, a successful career, successfully financially, mm -hmm. accomplishments, and you left a successful career. And yep. because you were following your calling, following your passion and, and following what you were being guided to do into a whole new entrepreneurship mm -hmm online, in-person coaching video courses, helping people with their business, you're following that light, that passion yeah. to change people's lives. And so you're taking all your experiences and your wisdom and, and focusing on how do you expand joy in individuals and ultimately in the world? How do you help us as individuals tap into that given right that we have that we may have lost touch with or forgotten temporarily because of everything that piles on top of it. And mm -hmm. I love what you're saying for myself and for you, the listener, I would love Jolyn, if we could summarize a few key things that people can do mm -hmm. to tap back into that joy. If we are feeling like we're kind of gotten mm -hmm. a little bit away from it yeah, and it be on, a, on a bigger picture, you know, tapping into it on a regular basis, but then, just on a daily basis, if we're going through a rough time, 
I mean, you just went through this and you had to figure out as you going through the loss of your parents who you adored, how to f- connect back with your joy. Yeah. You just yeah. mentioned this. So you mentioned uh, a few things, but if we could summarize a few tangibles, I would love that. Yeah, I've got some easy ones. Number one, first and foremost, especially with the holiday, be more childlike. Oh, I You love said that. it yourself. When you're a child, you're uninhibited. You're just having fun. You don't have a worry in the world. You know, be goofy. Dance in the aisle <laughs> at the grocery store. Some of us, that's easier than others, yeah. <laughs> Sing out loud. You know, do whatever. Just, and, you know, be childlike. That's number one. Number two, be aware of that there is still a lot of beauty all around us. Go outside and see if you can invite in a little bird to come into your space or think about a butterfly and see if you can get a butterfly to show up. And that's the other thing. The third thing I would say is be grateful. It's just those little moments of gratitude that you're just like, just help because you can't feel fear and anxiety and when you're in a state of gratitude. And so I think those are the big things. But, you know, at the end, the moral of the story is that joy is always felt. If you're feeling trapped, it's because you're inside. It means you're worrying about your problems, right? So the biggest thing to do is like, say, for instance, you lost your job. And I want you to remember that 25 million people are on on unemployment just in the United States right now. So you're not alone. The dark energy wants us to feel like we're alone. So like when my father died of COVID, I felt like I was alone. I, for a while, I thought, I woe is me, my family. I can't believe we experienced this. And then I I reminded myself that he's one of 195,000 people at that time. And that there were at least five, 10, 20 family members per every one of those. So that meant I was not alone in my suffering. I was in fact suffering with a million other people who were hurting from the loss. So if you're ever in a suffering state, you got to pull it out and realize you're just a little bit of you in this big old world and it won't feel so painful anymore. You'll feel like you have, you're in good company. And that, you know, we're not alone. And sometimes that feeling of being alone makes sense. It's that connecting with our emotions and we can feel like we are the only one experiencing that, but on an intellectual level, we know we're not alone. But one of the ways to really experience that we're not alone is to connect with others who have gone through something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, um, work at an amazing nonprofit and one of the things that I see on a daily basis because we're doing remote services. And so people are still coming together over Zoom and they know they're not alone even over Zoom because they're talking to somebody who's, who gets it. Because yeah. some things like you're saying about being in jail or certain experiences, you can't get it experientially until you've ex- had it happen. Mm-hmm. And to talk to other people who have been through it is profound. It's profound. And it lifts people to get through trauma and pain like nothing else, just to, yep. to connect and know that and, and to have faith in something larger. I wanted to end on a few tips and I have one question for you, two questions. So with the three tips, you gave several that we can leave you, our listener with, to walk out into your day, into your month, into your year, into your life. And you talked about being childlike, 
being aware of the beauty around us, gratitude, helping others. So there's four things that we can do. So here's a couple things to think about to embrace and benefit from today and maybe make this part of your everyday. Call or write a note to someone you love. We forget to do that. Sometimes we get so busy. Tell them that you love them and that they matter to you. Hmm. Step outside for a few moments, like Jolyn said. Take a walk, talk to the flowers, bring butterflies around you. It really does actually work. It does. You'll just shock yourself. (laughs) Shock yourself. And I call it kind of listening to the music of the outdoors. When you just pause, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just hear the sounds of what's happening around you. I love that, being truly present in the moment and grateful to be alive. And give a gift to a stranger. You just do little things for people, and it makes such a difference. Question for you. Last question. Yes. Who is JoLynn Swafford? A servant. That's it. I'm a servant. Every day I wake up and I ask God, how can I serve you today? You know, I don't, that's my only mission. And so depending on how I need to serve is who I can, you know, God's given me that gift to become what I need to become, you know, but yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm a servant, whether I'm I'm serving through coaching, I'm a servant, whether I'm a joy evangelist, I'm a servant, whether I'm a public speaker, I'm a servant. That's my place where I come from. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love you. (laughs) Love you too. (laughs) (laughs) And how can people find you, learn more about your programs, talk to you about potentially coaching with you or Mm -hmm. your, your beyond brave business and courses? How can they find you? And you're also, uh, you have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast coming up. Coming I haven't up, launched which it. I am yet. so excited about. Yeah, so me how, too. How can I learn more about you. Jo? Yeah, so basically, the best way is I'm Joe Lynn Swafford everywhere. So literally, if you just Google me, I'll come up. There's only one Joe Lynn Swafford. So I'm really lucky that that's the case. So if you Google me, I'm there. If you go to Facebook, I'm Joe Lynn Swafford. My website is JoLynnSwafford.com. <laughs> I love how you keep it easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like keep it simple, and then. For if you just go to my website, then you can, you'll find a link at the very top for my free access to an 11 module, because I've already added another one, Mm. 11 module business school. So I'm teaching people like uh, Trisha told you, you know, the goal is 10,000. I think it's going to be closer to 100,000, maybe even 250,000 that take the course and kind of learn your purpose, find your why, figure out what is your superpower? What are the special gifts that you were given? You'll probably get a lot of mindset, a lot of love, a lot of joy in there too. And then I'll teach you how to bring all of that together to create and monetize, make money online. Mm. And the thing I love about it so much is that everybody wants freedom and security. In these times, you know, we think we can only get it through a nine to five job. But the truth is with the internet, the world is our oyster and it's your audience's oyster too. And so I just want to introduce that and give them the opportunity to try to earn extra money online. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that's my gift to the world to give that all that knowledge that I, you know, gained out for free now. So that's my biggest thing I want for people is to sign up for my course. Yes. Great. And thank you for sharing that and sharing it just free for anybody who wants to benefit from it and who will benefit from it. 
Well, thank you again, JoLynn, for being my guest today. As always, chatting with you is a true pleasure and a gift. Your kind and passionate personality lifts my soul every time we speak, and I believe that my life is better from knowing you. I really do. (laughs) I also believe the lives of hundreds and even thousands of people are made better by you sharing your painful experiences and also your connection to joy and to your mission to help the rest of us find our joy, how you have harnessed the power of healing and faith, and how you are channeling your growth and evolution into a purposeful career. I'm grateful to Tony Robbins for for following his calling and his passion to lift people up and for hosting live events so you and I could connect and become friends and you could be here today for you, our listener, to have this experience and hopefully this has lifted up your soul. Thank you for joining us, our listeners. I hope you have enjoyed this time with JoLynn and myself. Join me again for my next episode. And here is to finding some awe in your every day. This is Trisha G signing off until we meet again. Thank you, JoLynn. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Have an awesome day. (laughs) And I also do want to say, I hope that this holiday season for everyone brings health and peace and much love and joy and much joy. (laughs) Hey there, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everyday Awesome. How lucky are we to have had this conversation today, learning, growing, and being inspired together. I am so grateful to have had this time with you. And if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend, family member, neighbor, or what the heck, share it with a stranger. (laughs) And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, suggestions for future guests you'd love to hear from, comments or feedback for me you can reach me directly at everyday awesome with trisha g at gmail.com thanks for listening and let's make everyday awesome